Welcome to the post-SummerSlam weekend episode of the Club K-Fate Podcast. This week, we review all that was SummerSlam weekend, including NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, an epic four-hour SummerSlam, a post-WrestleMania-worthy Raw, a main event-worthy women's match, why was Sheamus vs. Orton on the card again? Bray Wyatt's new black sheep. The Undertapper. Brock fingers the dead man. The Arrow defeats Stardust. Stingmon's back, brother. The Dudley Boys return. Is this a TNA invasion? New Day saves the trees. And Bo Dallas, rest in peace. All this and more, headed straight your way. So don't cover your earballs, because here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Club Kayfabe Podcast. As always, I'm Pat McDermott, joined alongside by Dan Beck! Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? No. And, we're also... Uh-huh, I caught you! you yeah. Shut up! We're also joined by Chris O'Mealy, and we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Don't mess with the bully, young man, you'll get the horns. Hey, you guys know what that's from? The uh, Breakfast Club. And that's what we reviewed on this week's Talk and Talkies for Back to School Month, which is now concluded, and we're moving on to Indiana Jones Month all September. You can listen to Talk and Talkies as well as all the other great programming as part of the Giant Media Ball. Giant Media Ball. It's like a giant ball of media. Without Nathan Jones. Absolutely. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, as you've just heard, the laugh track has returned. It is Mr. Ellis G. Homeless on the podcast. He's in a box! And he's in a box. Actually, he is. His picture's in a box right now. I can see it. Yes, indeed. Which is awesome on this audio podcast. Mm-hmm. That's a great right. gag. We should do this more often. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do things a little differently with this week's episode. Uh, no top ten, no troll truth, and you're going to be like, what? But don't worry. They're all interspersed. <laughs> no show. See you next week. Yes. They're all and now it's time for points or goodbye. <laughs> or none. Points or, points or none at all. Oh, what a great uh, name. We, we find so many great ways to cut time out of the show just so Pat can make more jokes. Yeah. That's what the people want. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to run down the two events that happened over the weekend. We're going to mix in what happened as part of the aftermath, and we'll... You know, we'll just kind of talk about some other stuff along the way as it pertains to the big events. And we're doing this this way because everything was held at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and it was three straight nights of great wrestling. An awesome takeover, an incredible SummerSlam, and a Raw worthy of your post-WrestleMania Raws. It yeah, was good. yeah. yeah. It was good, good, good stuff. Good wrestling. Three nights in so, a row. So, number, oh wait. <laughs> so let's talk about, well, we're actually going to review NXT before we review TakeOver because all four NXT matches happened before TakeOver went live. So we're going to keep the continuity going here. Your first match as part of the TakeOver event was an eight-man tag, and it was the Hype Bros, which of course is Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh. In a tag team destined to just destroy me. And then you also have Enzo and Cass, who came out to a monster pop. 
that Corey Graves couldn't understand because Enzo's from Jersey and we're in Brooklyn. And they took on the team of the Mechanics, which is Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, as well as Jason Jordan and Chad Gable, who is ready, willing. And Gable. Absolutely. And, of course, the f- good guys go over. This was a weird match because, like, they came out pretty hot really quick and, you like, everyone hit the finisher. So you thought, okay, he, uh, baby faces win. And then it's like, commercial, come back. Match is still going on. Like, it's oh. just Enzo getting the crab kicked out of him. Which is, he thought that's him. He's, he's Ricky and uh, Big Cass is Robert. Yeah. So. Pretty much, yeah. Um, Zoe scores the pinfall when Cassidy launches him off the top rope. And everybody, there was much rejoicing. Yay. Now you have a match so worthy of the NXT brand as Eva Marie takes on Carmella. Poor Carmella. And, God damn it, Eva Marie failed to run the ropes properly, and I almost raged. I was like, why did she just take that many steps? She didn't run the ropes properly. And then I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a girl thing. And then Carmella did it, and I'm like, nope, she did it right. That's right, guys. Because she's being trained by a stoner. <laughs> God damn it. Six and a half months of training by a stoner is like two weeks of training IRL. <laughs> I just think it's funny that WWE is working so hard to promote how hard she's been training, and then she's making these really, really easy botches that she should not be if she's been training for six months, five days a week. And I know people in the group get defensive of Eva Marie, but that's not my fault. You have to blame it on them. WWE's the ones that want you to know how long she's been training and how hard she's been training. So when she makes little mistakes like that, they're not forgivable. I think it's also weird that they push her as this sex symbol, too, where as they've made public knowledge that she's married to this dude on Total Divas. Yeah, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense. But I guess it makes more sense than Paige not trusting her new boyfriend, so she hires Rosa Mendez to test him. And almost ruins her own relationship. That that happened. That was on Total Divas, yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Wonderful. And the guys like the guys like really, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I don't trust guys because of my ex." And he's like, "Well, thanks for judging me based on shit your ex did." And I'm like, "I relate to this guy." Wow. Or you used to could. <laughs> I used to could, yeah. I mean, they didn't break up or anything, but it was still shitty. The best part of Total Divas, though, was when <laughs> Brie went to sing her Buck, Buck, Buck theme song and actually didn't do terribly, but they kind of they kind of buried her. So Nikki's like, I can do it better. I'm going to go sing my theme song. So she goes with Renee Young to see Jim Johnston, and he buries the shit out of her, but she still thinks she did better, even though she did infinitely worse. Oh, yeah, I, I saw a clip of that, and I was like, I was wondering... If they had Bree do the Buck, Buck, Buck theme. So I'm glad that happened. They were going to add lyrics to it. It actually wasn't going to sound bad. It's just that she's not a good singer. And she even said, like, dude, I know I'm not a good singer. Like, I appreciate you guys wanting to do this, but... That was Shawn Michaels, and that was his theme for 20 years. (laughs) But then Nikki was like, I'm an excellent singer. I'm the best singer ever. And she was ten times worse than Bree. And she got to sing a song that's been her song for ten years. Not like one and a half. It was just really funny watching Renee Young laugh her ass off. 
and kind no, of no, no, don't don't let that happen. All right, so <laughs> don't you so, realize what? Don't do that to yourself. Don't let her ass fall off. That would be a terrible thing. <laughs> so yeah, um, now suddenly Elias Sampson, despite being like developmental hell guy for years. Not even just NXT. Like I remember him working heat and velocity matches forever. Suddenly has a so gimmick. We're talking like t- almost ten years ago again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly he has a gimmick. He's a drifter now. And it's actually kind of cool. And he had a cool entrance. Oh, he had and a cool he, theme. Yeah. But then he went up against Bullfit, and, and Bullfit like, destroyed him. And, and he, he looks like, so different now. He's got a robe. Yeah. But the gimmick's working for him. So good for him. And then you have a fatal four-way match involving all these chicks. Are and it's like... Skip Terry Crews? <laughs> Terry no. Crews, yep. No. Apollo Creed? No, because we're not on TakeOver yet. Was he actually at TakeOver? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was on TakeOver. Okay, so I'm going to name the four girls I involved. Take Under. Oh, trust me, we're getting to that. I prefer Give Under. Take Under was okay. in the main event at SummerSlam. We're getting to that. <laughs> so, here are the four girls involved in the Fatal 4-Way match. Who do you think is going to go over? Becky Lynch, who's on the main roster. Charlotte, who's on the main roster and getting the big push. Emma, who's been downgraded to NXT. Or Dana Brooke, who's the new girl in NXT that they seriously want to push. Actually, the person I expected to win did win. <laughs> the, pers- the person I least expected to win won. Emma went over, and it almost looked like a mistake at first, but... <laughs> Don't worry, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy. This statement I, is true. I think the right girl went over. She shoplifted her way to victory. Oh, no. oh wow, I forgot about that. <laughs> that. That was a perfect example of WWE overreacting. Oh, that that would be a great gimmick, though, if her finish was called the self-checkout and she would make the call and not the ref. <laughs> they so could have ran with that. Hey, you made a mistake, so we're going to set an example and fire you because we have zero tolerance policy for that. Oh, shit, me, she's being deported? Maybe we overreacted a little bit. That was an overreaction. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to move on to the actual TakeOver event. And of course, like I promised you guys, we're going to do Troll Truth while we're rolling here. In progress. First Troll Truth. Bonus Troll Truth. Triple H opening promo. Dumb. Go away. <laughs> guys, yeah, it, me. It was kind of, me. Like, I don't care if you're like in charge of it. Like This was fucking stupid and it, unneeded. It was. And stupid. it like already got me dehyped. And I was like... Hold on, I'm warming up to sing. Me, 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 me. That's because Mojo wasn't on the show, so you couldn't get hyped. (laughs) And let me do the 360 camera spin. That's why I was hyped beforehand. And now... Pat, Pat, you gotta look at this camera. I I can't look at this camera, it's going 360 degrees around me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I put up my arms triumphantly because... But don't look at the camera, look over here. Raise his arms triumphantly. Okay. I can do that. So... I get, I get a message from our old pal, hey man, but as the event goes on, he goes, hey, NXT man. is getting their one chance to impress me tonight. <gasps> they got oh, one no. chance. No, no, Trish is in the, the show, so don't, don't get your hopes up. Opportunity Are you saying comes you step into the, the oven? Time. Yep. 
All right, so here we go. This is their first, eighth mile. So let's talk about the first match, which was Jushin Thunder Liger in a WWE ring, which was really cool to see, taking on Tyler Breeze. And I really liked the theme that they gave him. Because I was like, okay, it wasn't the theme I wanted, but it also wasn't Ricky Steamboat's theme, which was Ultimo Dragon's theme. Oh, how cool was Tyler Breeze's entrance, though, by the way? The New York oh, yeah. hot spot selfies? When that stuff Those was girls out, weren't even fine. When they, when they started coming out... <laughs> More like fine spots. <laughs> when they started coming out, I was like, oh, what are they doing? What is this over-giving? You didn't notice no that reason. on the screen then, it's, it said... Uh, Gorgeous Productions or something like that? No, I didn't. Like I didn't, New York Gorgeous or something? I think I was still trying to recover from Triple H's 360 camera. <laughs> and then when Tyler Breeze came out, I was like, all right, this is the coolest thing. Tyler Breeze is so... What I love about Tyler Breeze, and it's so cool about him right now, is he's kind of... He's on NXT, but he's not involved with anything on NXT. He's doing all the special projects. So he's like... He's above the roster almost... But not just above good, it enough to go to the main it. roster. Yeah, yeah. especially I guess if you're going to choose, <laughs> they're not going to let you get called up for whatever reason. Be the special attraction guy, I guess. But it was it was really cool. I liked it. I the match it was itself a, was awesome. The match was great, especially when Liger was trolling him. Oh yeah, when he took the selfie stick. And then he, uh, then he revealed that he was really Hulk Hogan doing all those poses. Yeah, brother. He was doing a lot of Hulk Hogan poses. Liger oh. can still move for a 50-year-old guy who's been wrestling forever. Like forever. The, 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 dude, the dude looked awesome. And he's also on the NXT roster page, which is pretty cool. Even though everything said one night only. Yeah. His Tron said one night only. He kept up really well. Yeah. I think he kept up. They just had a great match. I was a little disappointed they didn't put Tyler Breeze over. But I feel like that would have been the smart move. But, yeah, you're right. It was not going to happen. It's like your your standard indie show when the name wrestles the no-name guy. That's kind of like a Heyman booking where you would just go... Uh, well, this guy's always here, so let's put him out. No, the special attraction guy should win. Yeah, except on the indies, when a name faces a guy on your regular roster, then the regular roster guy should win, because that just makes sense. Right. In WWE, though, it's the other way. Yeah, it's the other way. All right. Now you have the tag team title match. So Sting, who's 0 1. And you have... <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, that was triple, the Triple H rules applied. Yes. When, the, yes. when the camera went 360 around for that pedigree. Yeah, so triple H rules are going to apply and I champions, too. We call that the CM Punk rule. <laughs> Sting, wow, Sting's been a loser his entire WWE career. All right, back to NXT TakeOver. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. No JTG either. Damn! Why'd I answer the phone? <laughs> oh, so, so you're on the tag title match. Oh my god. Yes. So out comes the gorgeous Alexa Bliss, followed by uh, Seizure. Yes. <laughs> and, and hair Seizure. Hair Seizure. <laughs> and then the villains come out, and they're wearing blue pants. And I called it as soon as they... wear blue pants, though? And I, as, I called it as soon as... They, kept, they cut back to color, and I saw... As soon as they cut back to Technicolor, 
and I saw the blue so the pants. sepia tone. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's it. I know who they got to be in their They're corner. They're wearing blue gear. Oh no! And then out came old blue pants. Who I love Alexa Bliss because she's like, she's not even works here. She yeah, that was freaking hilarious. Is she even she on the roster? The they kept saying it on commentary too. Like, how'd she even get in the building today? She doesn't work. She doesn't work here, Maggle. I mean, uh. Didn't they do that same gimmick with Colin Delaney for, like, three months before they finally were like, yeah, he works here. <laughs> How do you even get in the building? Even though he never, he actually oh. technically never worked there. I'm wearing black because my boss died. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember that. I was opening up these traveling virus. I don't remember that, but I've heard it enough that I was there. <laughs> it was it was shortly between the time when Vince died for fake and Benoit died, <laughs> Benoit died for real. real. <laughs> Which was like a two-week span, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, what are we going with the storyline? I don't know, just wear black and go, oh, my boss died, so uh, I'm wearing black, you know? <laughs> probably didn't even tell him to do anything. He's just like, uh, I got to mention working for WWE somehow, so... Oh, and I'm uh, wearing a black shirt. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because my orange shirt's in the wash. No, that's not going to wash. Uh, that's not going to work. I think Pat and I laughed harder at the audience's like rolling eyes reaction when they're just like when the whole audience was like oh christ really and pat's like yep they're wrestling fans <laughs> that was yeah that they was all they all knew it was bullshit that was one of our biggest pops of that night so blue pants takes care of alexa bliss and yep. and after 10 minutes the vaude villains are your new tag team champions and it's friggin awesome this was um i mean Yes, we just talked about a great technical match to open the show. This was another fantastic match, though, with a lot of good uh, false finishes. And, um, and they hit one move, and I was like, oh my god, how does anyone get up from that? And they had the kick out. It was great. Um, and the Vaude Villains, I really like how they work as faces. I, I thought their gimmick was like, you know, certified heel just because of the Vaude Villain name, but they are very good as faces. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Blake, I know the move you're talking about too. Blake and Murphy hit it, and Shannon's like, "Wow, that was actually pretty cool." And then she's like, "But I really hate that guy's hair." And then they hit the uh, <laughs> the whirling dervish, which was the the neck breaker with the what was it like an uppercut? Yeah, that was really good. That they was, even did their, they did their other combo that ended in a uh, the swanton, right? Yeah, that's how they. I think that's how they finished it. Yeah. So Aiden English and Simon Gotch are your new NXT Tag Team Champions long overdue. But, eh, you know what? No, I take that back. I don't think it's long overdue. I think this was just the right amount of time to put the belts on them. It's, it's a tough call to make because I thought this was one of my favorite matches on the show, but really pretty much every match was my favorite match on the show. Which I, one is your favorite, Patrick? My favoriteest favorite? Um, I really enjoyed this one. Times. We're going to talk about another one a little later. That I think everyone will. Agree. We're going to talk about like three more of my favorite matches. Yeah, <laughs> let's add all the matches to match of the all year. the all the eight matches is in my fave five. Yeah, These dog. are you and my favorite things. Yeah, dog names ten things. <laughs> all right. So next up we have the perfect ten, Ty Dillinger taking on Apollo Cruz making his debut, and I love that he marked out for himself. Oh, I love his tight tentron, or his tie tentron, <laughs> if you will. It just says 10 over and over again. That's it. Yeah. I was talking about Cruz, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> Apollo Cruz comes out, looks up, he's like, that's me. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, short but effective match. 
he got in he got in the spots to show what he can do and athleticism. Yeah, it was a good match. It was nothing special, but you're not going to get that from his first. He's talking about was the perfect ten. <laughs> yeah, well, too bad the perfect ten laid down for the perfect three. I know who just got a new gimmick and is getting over, and <laughs> yeah. then it's like, well, too bad we already right. scheduled Sean, for this Sean, Sean Spears sucks. Can you do something different? I'm going to call myself Gavin. Yeah, we don't like that. You're released. Uh, you know what? You can come back. We're going to call you Ty Dillinger now. We really don't know what to do with you. Here's a pseudo-Halloween theme. Let's put you in a match with UI <laughs> Universe. That's sure, your universe in like three tag it's, teams. But that... We're going to tag you with Jason Jordan, and then we're going to break you up because Jason Jordan's gimmick is that he needs a new tag team partner. So that's not <laughs> supposed to reflect on you in any way, but it is. But then he did. He actually found something. They're like, hey, that's pretty cool. Hey, we got this new guy coming in. Can you job to him? And thus is the career of Ty Dillinger. And he's getting paid. <laughs> All right. So $500 a week. <laughs> okay. Next up is the Battle of the Bulls. It's Baron Corbin versus Samoa Joe. And about this time, I get another private message that says, so far this show is not impressing me at all. Also followed with, oh my god, do these fans need to chant for everything? And I type back and I said something along the lines of, you know, they're, it's pretty good that they're passionate and being loud. He goes... Yeah, well, an overhyped crowd is just as bad as an underhyped one, and I'm like, no, it's not. But okay, no, <laughs> not no, because in any way, shape, or form. When they're enjoying things, that means they're buying into the gimmicks. So if you're used to the silence of the main roster, when people like Jack Swagger, who's one of your favorites, and the Big Show would main event, then I'm sorry because this is not the same type of show. Which is funny because he didn't say anything at all about. The crowd being super hyped for SummerSlam or Raw, which was the same crowd, but I guess it's just not okay that they were hyped for NXT. But you know what? That's why it's part of Troll Truth. Because oh, they, we're not, and we're not done with Troll Truth. Because they shouldn't be hyped for guys who haven't even debuted yet. These aren't real people yet. So about this time, I stopped responding to his private messages following the Joe Corbin match in which he was talking about how I feel like Samoa Joe can only have good matches with certain people. And at that point, yeah, and those certain people are anybody. Yeah, I, I muted the conversation, <laughs> but that's OK, because his next comments are all public. But well, we'll get to those in a minute. Let's talk about how Baron Corbin can't sell passing out. How he, <laughs> How he's choked out by Samoa Joe, and then as soon as Joe's leaving the ring in victory, he's already sitting up being like, what happened? I uh, I felt bad for Rhino in this match, because Rhino took Baron Corbin through a really good match a couple of months back, and he had a really good match with Samoa Joe, what was it, a week, two weeks ago, leading up to this, and then, you know, poor Joe has to work with Baron Corbin, which was... I wouldn't say it was a terrible match, but it wasn't as it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, considering what both guys had delivered with other people. It lately. doesn't help Heyman's point is the problem, right? Right. <laughs> it also doesn't help his point, right? But you know what? It might have been a lackluster Samoa Joe match, but it was also a really, really good Baron Corbin. Right. Match. You could put this on a Baron Corbin best of DVD. It so probably on the Baron Corbin scale. It's really it, good. It pretty much it, it's going to be this and his match with Rhino. That's it on the BC scale. Oh, on five discs, the best of Baron Corbin. You should call the it the no BC scale, and people be like Becky and Charlotte. I'm going to buy this DVD, and then again, it's Baron Corbin. Dun 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 dun. Okay. Yep. 
All right. Now, we have two awesome matches to talk about, but the one that comes first is the one that I believe was the better of the two, and that was the women's match. But first, we have an introduction by Stephanie McMahon. Boo, get off, go away. on by saying, Philanthropy, philanthropy, philanthropy. Stephanie McMahon-WWE, because he tags her in it, is still hotter than 99.9% of the divas. Damn, Paul Triple H Levesque, also tagged, is one lucky son of a bitch. So, of course, I couldn't resist by posting a picture of Nikki Bella that simply says, what the fuck? And he goes, Nikki is the .01%. Yeah. He thinks there's like a thousand divas on the roster? (laughs) (laughs) Do you even math, bro? No, he does not. A thousand divas on the roster. Yeah. Triple H is so lucky. And he also did things in his life. Yeah. <laughs> That's besides the point. So this was Bailey versus Sasha. And even though everybody pretty much knew how it was ending, it didn't change how amazing the ending was. This was a perfectly executed match because they did their normal spots, they did their storyline build, they sold Becky or uh, Be- Becky uh, Bailey's wrist injury. And then they brought out the false finishes at the end of the match, where they actually are false finishes, and really made you sit up and go, God damn, thinking that that was going to be the end. Because they kicked out of each other's finishers. She got out of Sasha's submission hold. And I believe the finish was the belly to belly off the top rope, right? Yes. Oh, no, it was the belly to belly off the top rope. Wait, no, no. There was something, there were two things, because, like, she hit her with the Hurricane Rana off the top, and you're like, oh, she's dead. And then she hit her with a belly to Bailey, and you're like, uh, she's double dead. <laughs> that was overkill, but hey, you wanted to make sure she was going to lay down. No, it made perfect sense. I mean, she couldn't keep her down with anything else, so why not just get her right away with something else? That was a yeah. good move, a good finish. If she had kicked out of that, it would have been stupid. Because I hate when someone goes, well, I just hit... Like, when John Cena hits the attitude adjustment, like, three times in a match, he's like, what do I got to do to keep him down? Oh, I know, another attitude adjustment. I know, the springboard stunner, even though Austin said it's terrible and I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, just like he said they should bring AJ Styles in, they're like, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Yeah, what a great idea. Let's not... (laughs) Let's bring in AJ... Hey, hey, Vince. Hey, Vince, I got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring in AJ Styles. Who? AJ Styles. Let's bring him in. Who the hell is AJ Styles? He's white. Oh, <laughs> he should be like, I uh, I heard AJ got married. I didn't know her last name was Styles. It's like that Gangnam song. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vince. I'm sorry. How about this for an idea? Uh, that idea that you had where Charlotte was going to win the Divas title? I don't think we should do that. I think Nikki should keep it. That's a wonderful idea. Now tell me bringing AJ Styles in was my idea. (laughs) Yeah, he'll take credit for it. As CM Punk loves to point out. I listened to that interview again recently, so I have that fresh in my head. But yes, this match match was awesome. If we do the Fabe for Women's Match of the Year, this is my leading front-running candidate right now. There's, There's already three written down. Yeah. So, now, we did the ladder match for the NXT title. It was Finn and Owens. Again, another one where you kind of knew what was going to happen. 
But not to I mention that this match started at ten fifty eight. Yeah, <laughs> like it was a good match, but I just wasn't as invested in it as I thought I should have been. And I I think part of that was just because of how amazing Bailey versus Sasha was. And you're just kind of like, well, Finn's going to retain here, and it's going to be good, but Owens has to wrestle tomorrow, so it's not going to be as good as it could be. And it was just kind of like... Oh, he bumped pretty crazy. Oh, he did. He did. Absolutely. But I wasn't... Like, I was into the match, but I wasn't as invested in it as I thought I was going to be. You already... I mean, there's times when you know the finish and a match can still be great, and this was one of those cases. You you knew exactly what was going down. Off the top of the ladder, and then he was like, well, you're dead. I'm going to go climb now. And they honestly could have... They could have main evented with the women's match if they wanted, especially the way they built it up. But I think since last time they did the match and did the title change for Balor, it was the the semi main event for some reason. This and time it was, we have to give it a main event. Yeah, yeah, because the main event of that show was a thrown together tag match that made no sense, <laughs> which was part it was of way it. too long. <laughs> and then John Cena got flowers. It's a but Japanese yeah. custom. I respect it. They're doing a live house show back at MSG in uh, October. And isn't Brock the draw on that one, too? Yeah, they're saying, you can just see Brock Lesnar. <laughs> All right. And, like, and now, here comes the part. for whatever the title match is going to be. And here comes show. the part where I actually got into an argument with Heyman where I had to end it for me because, goddamn, I couldn't make a deal with it anymore. Where he said, where he referred to Bailey versus Sasha as Mickey James 2.0 versus a hideous transvestite. And I, and he started making all kinds of comments about that to me. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, stop talking about Sasha. Sasha's a transvestite. He, he was sure, he was, he made sure to clarify that for me. And he goes, what's the problem? And he kept saying it. I go, no, dude, shut up. Like, Here's the deal. I am respectfully asking you to stop talking bad about her because you can't stand it when I talk bad about Nikki and you could not stand it when I talked bad about Ashley Massaro. So out of respect, you're going to stop because I'm asking you to. Ashley Massaro, who is affectionately known as the tranny. To his credit, he did stop via private conversation. He did stop because you blocked him. No, I won't block him. He has to block me. That's That's how I win. Oh, the other person unblocked me, by the uh, way. Oh, no, you blocking him is you winning and doing the last strike as well. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I sting with this comment. Someone annoys you? Just block them. Done. Done! Yeah. Or I, live that never-friend life like me. Ryblock rules. <laughs> All right. So... I don't. I'm not gonna say this was the best takeover overall that they've done, but with the arena and the awesome lineup and the emotion through the women's match, it was something really special for NXT. Oh sure, women's match was emotional, huh? Sexist. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Jeez, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry that that's the match I got emotionally invested into, which is funny because that's probably the least sexist. They were the only ones you were worried about bleeding in the ring. I mean, that's so sexist of you. All right. So, <laughs> should we talk about oh, SummerSlam? SummerSlam right. uh, no, pre-show. Nothing happened. They talked for an hour. No segment, no match. Pre-shows are useless. Especially what? that one. The takeover pre-show was great. It was 30 minutes and it hit all the points. This was a pre-show. Right, so, so here's here's your but Renee was Slam, Absolutely. Here's your SummerSlam pre-comment. 
It is truly amazing to me that some people are seeing Brock Lesnar as the face in this feud. That's literally mind-blowing to me. Uh, change that to heel, and then he's correct. <laughs> so change his entire statement. How well, is change he, one word. <laughs> how is Brock Lesnar the heel in this situation <laughs> at all? He's going against old man Loblo. <laughs> Old man low blow. My best, the best part is in the responses for this comment. One of his female friends that actually hasn't blocked him or been disgusted with him yet was like, is this on pay-per-view? And he's like, it's on the network for only nine ninety nine. And then she's like, yeah, I don't have that. And then he spends the rest of the comment responses trying to sell her on the network. The Remember network that thing that he wants? He hates. Yeah. Remember that thing that he hated when it first launched because it wasn't perfect? Yeah, that that all right so SummerSlam opens with the uh my second least anticipated match on the card which was sheamus versus orin part 517 oh yeah summer when, when SummerSlam sh- that was like the pre-show match right yeah it was the pre-show match who even won I, that oh sheamus won right sheamus won it okay the right the right person won thankfully can we, can we just go to the next match of course okay but i just want to say that it wasn't bad but I've seen it. Before. Oh, they tried to do the um, the New Jersey crowd thing too, where they tried to start all sorts of chants during these guys' match again. Yeah, but they also did that during the women's match on Raw, and that was kind of shitty. Mm. But there, when it happens during Orton Sheamus, a Sheamus Orton match. Well, who was wrestling the last time that happened? Sheamus and Orton. Yes, it was. And we got a thank you Big Show chant. But I was heel that time. Line. <laughs> All right. As we talk about SummerSlam matches, we're also going to talk about the aftermath from Raw. I can't remember what the Seamus Horton aftermath was, so we're going to so, next skip that segment. and it talk wasn't about in the Hulu cut. So it doesn't matter. Let's talk about the tag team championship match. Oh, this was Let's. good. All right, it's a fatal four way tag team championship match, and they use the old Outlaws rule for this, which somebody didn't understand at all. Never in WWE well, history has been there was. a multi-team match where the rules somehow lied to pin your own partner. What the F was that? And then, didn't the New Age Outlaws use that gimmick to hold on to tag titles at some point? Yeah. I'm not sure. I guess it's possible. And then he goes into a that big was five years before I started And then someone's like, wasn't that an elimination match? He's like, no, they never said it was. Oh, okay. So yeah, pretty much. Who fucking cares? They got the pin got broken up. All right, so I, I got to talk about two things about the new day, and then Pat's going to talk about something. Uh, I got one thing. They were super uh, over. They rock, and they're oh, they're so amazing. So when New Day won the titles, <laughs> it was the greatest celebration I've ever seen. <laughs> like normally, I would be really angry that they're not selling. But I have to but forgive it this time. Because Big E just, with like n- like practically no outfit left on, pop and locking is hilarious. <laughs> Big E's singlet just shrank into him. And, and Kofi was bouncing around the ring like a Magikarp. It was amazing. But these guys Does he evolve into Gyarados. <laughs> I'm so glad Kofi Kingston's getting to finally show some personality after like almost a decade on the roster. I believe this is the Kofi evolution, Ellis, because he's finally doing stuff. Kofi dose. 
And finally showed him the moonstone. <laughs> no. Magic Carp evolves at level twenty. <laughs> so he's a so he's a he's a wiggly tough? I'm sorry, you leveled a magic carp long enough to know what it <laughs> Yeah, that's like the only one I remember the exact level of because what came after that was amazing. It seems like a Pokemon you just you, you catch and then you just throw in the Poke the And then the release. And then you, you just you, throw it into the internet. No, you know what you do? You catch one and then you give it that thing where it like shares XP. <laughs> so it levels up without you ever using it. <laughs> But yes, so... Welcome to Talkin' Pokies. Yes, Talkin' Pokies. Alright, so New Day faced some team on Raw. I don't even remember who the team was, and it doesn't matter. Um, Matadors. Okay, yeah. So, New Day wins, and they're celebrating, and all of a sudden... Oh, with with a trombone, a sliding trombone. Yes, that was great, too. (laughs) Because he was... Was he playing New York, New York on it? He was, yeah. And they're celebrating, and then all of a sudden, the uh, the pyro comes down from the ceiling, and it says, Welcome to Dudley, Bill, in huge letters, and the place friggin' erupts. Uh, I marked out so hard for that, even though I knew it was coming. All over your face. Wah. I didn't, because I didn't read any news all day, so I had no idea that was going to happen. So I was like, okay... Actually, what's really funny, and Pat will appreciate this, because I had the same conversation with him at the Rumble. As soon as it happened, I'm like, okay, is it just one, or are they actually both here this time? <laughs> yeah. Did he remember it, to bring these on? Bubba and R-Truth? <laughs> where, where he but, was confused who it was. But that was a good point, because if Devon had been the Dudley that we got at the Rumble in Philly, we would have been disappointed. Yeah. Racist. And it's nothing against Devon, it's just that Bully Ray got over, but now he's Bubba Ray again. You're talking about who's Bully Ray and how did he get over? Iris. Who's any original people in TNA? Do you know who he is? Oh, he's Bubba Eddie. again. So yeah, so the Dudleys come back and they did something on SmackDown? Oh, so yeah, right before that there was also a big thing on WWE.com with them and they talked about how they're the reason that they don't um, want the Dudleys to use tables is because they are destroying valuable wood that deserves to live. <laughs> that was so awesome. But on SmackDown, after the Ascension... Is Xavier just nervous because his last name is Woods? <laughs> you know, I don't know if they've made that correlation yet, but they sure should. Um, but on SmackDown, the Ascension, who I think lost this match to go back down to NXT for the Dusty Tournament... Um, oh, yeah, that's right. They are in the Dusty Tournament. <laughs> yep. You say they're hitting the Dusty Trail. They might as well, dude. They're useless. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to uh, put the face. They're gonna have to off. win the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so after the match, they want to put one of them through a table. So they get the table, and uh, they do all their spots in the match, which is great. And New Day's music hits, and they come out with picket signs. And Kofi's says hashtag Give Tables a Chance. Um, Xavier Woods says, uh, break a Dudley, save a table. And then Big E's sign just says, booty, with an exclamation point. That's great. <laughs> and they're picketing outside the ring. It was fantastic. Nobody had table lives matter? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Pigs lives matter. 
Yeah. Because there's yeah, one on the Kill them to eat them. Yes. But New Day is awesome right now. Do everything you're doing and keep doing that thing that you're doing. And you know what? If New Day ends up losing the tag titles to the Dudleys to give them another run, they're just going to win them again, and then they're going to be three-time champs. And, they're and then gonna, they're going to win them two more times. No matter what, whether they're <laughs> chasing the title or they have the title, they're great heels, yeah. so it works. They don't need the titles anymore. That's the Wait, best part about them. They're heel? <laughs> yeah. All right, so along comes a Ziggler and a Rusev. And then I, I took a I took a nap. Yeah. Oh, I thought these guys had a good match up until they're like no finish. Yeah. Uh, I thought the finish sucked. Everybody I know thought the finish sucked, and then I read this. That was a perfect finish to Rusev versus Ziggler. Both guys came out looking great, and it was clear that either guy could have won the match. Rusev is so much more interesting now that he's not handcuffed by the need to never lose. Yet another star who was made by John Cena. I need to dissect this. First of all, handcuffed by the need to never lose. You're the guy who loves dominant heels who never lose. Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah. He loves dominant heels never lose. Just not when they're a dominant heel that he doesn't want to win. Star who was made by John Cena. Rusev was helped by John Cena a lot, but he was getting over before that by getting his own personality. I think he was made by the boots. And seriously, after all the shitting that he did on Rusev, especially in fast matches with Ziggler, where he said Ziggler needs to win clean every time, a fuck finish happens, but it's the greatest thing ever. Well, that's not because the match should have had a, con- a definitive finish and they could have finished this entire story. Contradictory match. statements are contradictory. Amen logic is non-logical. But I'm a big fan of Lana's new look. I didn't hate the finish, but I thought this feud should be over. So I yep. wanted finality. Finality, yeah. dog. Finality, dog. Oh, that's my cousin right there. Oh, that's that move in Mortal Kombat, right? No. Oh, nope. So, how come Lana isn't wrestling in this feud yet? Apparently, she has an undisclosed medical condition that WWE is like, nope, you can't wrestle. You cannot wrestle. Wow, you just what? can't do it. I think Eva Marie has that condition, too. Boy. Oh, boy. Puppies. Now... Is that Jerry Lawler with a mouthful of Sonics? Is that what that's supposed to be? Oh, yeah. Or a heart attack on a plate. I'd rather him have a mouthful of Sonics than a mouthful of Teenage Girl. Oh, I left it. Oh, my mouth. All right. <laughs> so, that was terrible. Jerry, step back from the microphone. You've been doing this for so long, you would think you would yeah. know that by Remember now. Remember Chocolate Rain. Yes, yeah. I moved my head away from the microphone to breathe in. Remember the last time we had a guy who wouldn't stop heavily breathing into the microphone? It was the worst show we ever did. <laughs> I remember was. that. <laughs> yes, yeah. but thankfully Stone Fold <laughs> destroyed the microphone. <laughs> We're uh, currently getting shit on down here by uh, Erica. It's raining yeah. hard. Yeah, you, that's not even a real hurricane. Dude, I was literally considering booking a last-minute trip down to Florida to witness a full hurricane. And then it's like, LOL, state of emergency. I'm like, well, I'm not getting in the state. And then I heard, oh, by the way, uh, Erica dissipated, and now it's just a tropical storm. And I'm like, well, glad I didn't waste the money. But if you, uh-huh. can get, 
But I'm just letting you know, dude, if you do get, like, a full-on category, anything other than one, I'm coming, and I'm staying with you. <laughs> and I'm going to get real sticky real fast. You're dude. coming with Ooh, ah. <laughs> Don't worry. Not don't, yet. Not yet. Not yet, Roman. Don't you worry about it. But sorry, you're, you're going to stay in his box. He's going to get another box and put a hole in it. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the box next door. We're going to be box I, I buddies. You, Ew. I was hoping you'd get a hotel and I could just stay with you. Oh, jeez. Fine. <laughs> God. That's <laughs> Such always, hospitality. Take all your mini soaps. <laughs> you could always stay with you could always stay with PJ and his unruly dog. Nah, I'm okay with that. All right. So anyway, let's... let's you lost me at PJ. Uh, PJ's dog tried to hump Alice once. Well, he is a sexy man. It's a true story. <laughs> All right. Patrick? Yeah. You can go ahead and talk about the next match. What's the next yeah. match? It's, uh, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, oh, so so the Ryback takes no. on... No? No! I'm giving you the Stephen Amell oh. match. Okay, there we go. Okay, so uh, yeah. Stardust and the... What is he now? The Cosmic the King? Cosmic King. Cosmic Wade King. Barrett take on... Steve Bennett. Yes, the Red and Green Arrow. And I filled the cup because Arrow came out in Arrow gear. And then, and then immediately like, took it off. <laughs> yeah, then immediately said, I'm a wrestling shorts because this stuff's expensive. And he immediately took his clothes off and then I filled another cup. <laughs> he, is, he is a great looking man. Um, so anyway... Bullshit! He didn't have all those tattoos and scars and shit. Bullshit! You well, he had, he had a couple of scars after the match was done. His shoulder was purple. Yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to film something to show like how he got all those bruises, and they'll be like, "Oh, there was all the stuff that happened between season four. Oh, well, they can't because nothing's supposed to happen. <laughs> it's all from fucking. <laughs> well, let's talk about dude when it when it comes to celebrity encounters, though. Like this was a really good job. Felicity's from all the fucking he did in the offs. Yes, this was a great job considering. Um, and he, did, you know, he did much more than a lot of celebrities are, are willing to do. And much more and much better. And and they glitter. still did the smart move by having Neville take the pin. Right, and and not the best at selling, but you know, it's it's. He a did good enough. For you know what? For, it was like when they did the the uh, match with Carl Malone, and you're like, "Wow, he's actually pretty good, and he's trying." It's just a yeah. shame that he was with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but you, yeah, you could tell he loved what he was doing, and when he got in there, he he had certain spots to get to, but he let um, Cody and Barrett talk him through those things. So yeah. that you know, he was very professional. Spent way more time in the ring than I expected him to. So good for him. And did a dive and got uh, you know a lot of press coverage for that. They got press coverage for that and. The other thing we'll talk about later that happened. Right. So, good good on them. And now, if you want to talk about anything else Stephen Amell related. No, because it will just turn into Dan and I talking about Arrow Season 3, and we'll spoil more of it for Chev. Season yeah, 4 is coming in October. For Chev. October 8th. <laughs> I don't, I don't watch Arrow, like so I don't care, but Chev does, so I'll be nice and let and move oh. on here. All right, so October right back. 7th. All right, so Ryback retained the IC title in an atrocious match, and I'm happy because the right guy won, and that makes me sad. Atrocious match, but thankfully it was really <laughs> fucking quick. It was five and a half minutes, and that's the best thing they could have done. So you guys are Ryback I really now, right? 
You know, uh, not Ryback, a Ryback fan, but not, was rooting for Ryback in this match. When compared to the guys he was facing, Ryback was Chris Jericho. So you're me. so you're circumstantial <laughs> Ryback fans. You're yes. fair weather Ryback fans. <laughs> the weather was extremely fair that night. <laughs> yes. God damn. All right, now I want to talk about this awesome tag team match between Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose versus the Wyatts, and the aftermath on Raw when we got the re re rematch. Oh, speaking of aftermath, yeah, you're right about that, man. Uh, but you know what? Here's the best yeah. part about this: everybody was talking about Dean Ambrose turning heel, and I'm really glad he Dumb. didn't because I think that would—I don't think it would work. Dean versus if he Roman. heel, Roman would immediately become half as over. Yeah, really. <laughs> He you want to cut his legs all... out or just as he's gaining momentum. Kick again. his leg out from under his leg. Yeah, it's like an RPG and like he just lost all of his stuff. All the things that made him awesome. It's like, there's your sword, there's your, your oh armor. The beginning of Symphony of the Night where you run into yeah, death. That would be yeah. Roman. <laughs> you're like, man, this character's awesome. And it's like, LOL, no you're not. <laughs> death took all your shit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Um... But yeah, I think the tag match was great, and the follow-up on Raw, when the lights went out, I immediately sat up, I'm like, oh, I bet you Eric Rowan's back, this is going to be uneventful. Nope, and then it's a Bray Wyatt CAW. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, well, goddamn. <laughs> if, if we have any video game coders out there, if you put Roman Reigns and, and call the game Symphony of the Ua, you, you win <laughs> no, the internet. No, I'm not playing that. Symphony of the Ua. Speaking of the ooh he ooh like three times in that match. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of ooh going on. So we have a new member of the Wyatt family, and it's not Eric Rowan, which was probably the best thing that could have happened. It's, it's Derek the Rose Strowman. <laughs> it's the Rosebud that was dressed as a... As it, was, a it was the Lumberjack. I love yeah. it when the crowd start chanting, who are you? Ooh, 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 His ooh. name is Braun Strowman, and, and I already like him better than Eric Rowan. Uh, yeah, I agree, and I think he actually, he reminds me a lot of Snitsky, but he looks... But it wasn't his fault. That's not a good thing. He's got big. He's got big going for him. Can he do anything? I don't know, but he that really looked intimidating in the ring with Roman I and thought Ambrose. It, I was trying to f- figure out who he was, so I went online, I'm like, alright, let's let's type in, uh, let's He's see what, what people soul. are, let's see who people are calling this, and then somebody goes... I think that was Eli Cottonwood, and I'm like, oh, God, no. Mustache? No, 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 no. I don't have a mustache, but I have a mustache. But thankfully, thankfully it wasn't him. Which is probably the best thing he's that could uh, happen. I like how he's the black sheep, though, so they, they, they wanted to bring the sheep mask back, but now they have a new version to sell. And he kind of... On SmackDown, when he was in the darkness with them cutting the promo in the ring, he kind of looks like Bane to me with that black mask on. It's pretty cool. Oh. Yes. I was born in the Wyatt family. (laughs) (laughs) I was born with Sister Abigail. You merely adopted her. Nice, nice Sean Connery Bane. (laughs) How does does, uh, Chris Smith feel about this uh, black sheep? (laughs) Lord. Yeah, yeah. I don't just saw that masks. movie. Oh, Chris Farley and David Spade. In Black Sheep. <laughs> you know the 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 movie where uh, Chris Farley played a fuck up. <laughs> oh yeah, all of Black, them. Black. Does he have any wool? 
So I went back to uh, Tommy she- Eli Cottonwood's season Black of Boy? NXT to see who the eight rookies were, and it's like, okay, so we've got Michael McGillicuddy and Husky Harris. Both two, right? Yep, both who adopted new gimmicks and got over. Then we have Percy Watson, who disappeared, but Angela Dawkins was like, I'm oh, going to yeah. do that gimmick. And then you have Titus, not doing that gimmick and then Titus O'Neil, who was the bottom guy, and it's just like, nope, I'm going to team with the bottom guy. Oh, <laughs> bottom. Jen's dream. So, so and then you have Alex Riley. Yeah, Alex Riley next. And then Lucky Cannon. <laughs> Remember that guy? They call me Lucky Cannon because right. I've had a few Let's go close back. calls. Alex Riley, Heyman's pick out of the gate to win NXT Season 2 and pick for best gimmick. And then he said that he never, ever liked Alex Riley. <laughs> no, that's Pat and me. No, it's me too. No. And? No, because I remember fighting oh. with you about <laughs> Xbox Live Party. Oh, yeah. And another mixed reaction for Roman Reigns. WWE still refuses to accept that fans don't want Roman Reigns as a top star. As much as I don't like Bray Wyatt, in this one case, he was right. Anyone but you, Roman. Anyone but you. Lol. I mean, guess, he, guess who gets mixed, mixed uh, too? John Cena, who's been their highest moneymaker for the last 15 years. Yeah. Speaking of so, people named so, John. So, so now he won't admit that Dean Ambrose is far more over than Roman Reigns was, even though he was the Roman Reigns fanboy, which is interesting. Yeah, imagine, exactly. imagine if everyone actually liked John Cena, how much more money he would be making them. <laughs> John Stewart just summed Lesnar Undertaker up perfectly. Wrestling fans hate Brock Lesnar for ending the streak. Nobody remembers the guy who broke Joe DiMaggio's streak. You're not even a sports fan. Don't talk about sports. Aye. Who? Joe Mysterio? What? Joe Mysterio. <laughs> yes. Who's that batting out the sky, hitting home runs? I really like Joe Mysterio. <laughs> that would be awesome. Here we go. <laughs> That'd be the or, most or Ray DiMaggio. Which one's better? <laughs> well, yeah, Joe, Joe, I like Joe Mysterio. Because <laughs> Joe, Joe is not mysterious at all. <laughs> you know what it comes down to, Pat? Which one of them is playing baseball and which one's wrestling? Because the one that's wrestling is going to have the really short career. Because <laughs> they're going to they're gonna blow out their knees. Baby oh. girl. It's <laughs> funny because he faced two batters, two pitchers that day. So, fuck off no. the entire idea. No, nobody remembers. Uh, nobody what, remembers. Uh. What, what I like, too, with the with why it's 2.0 is um, they really let Luke Harper shine because I think he he's a talent that always needs a good spot and they realize how great of a worker he is. No, he's and, a generic big man. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> he he's says that every best single time. In the world. I remember when I was on... Um, other podcast, and I would talk about this guy, Brody Lee, who I thought was one of the best big men I've ever seen wrestle. And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And they're like, oh, this other guy's coming up to NXT. I was like, Brody Lee's down there, man. He's going to come up, and he's going to be a big deal. And they keep, kept writing it off. He He's now former Continental Champion and former Tag Champion. And he's over as fuck. And yeah, I think it's yeah, nice yeah. He's over. Strauman Breadbaker, whatever his name is again, is uh, he's like he's Price. like the background. He's like he's like what Eric Rowan could have been already. <laughs> then why are you burying him? Because it's because he still it? couldn't have been all that great. Yeah, he's 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 like he's the new he's Saved by the Bell the new class. You know. Oh God, 
Um, if you guys so Screech to, is still there. <laughs> Joseph Myers just shared John Zena, the warrior princess, and it's terrifying. <laughs> Joseph Mysterio. <laughs> it's absolutely horrifying. God damn. But yeah, um, let's talk about the title match that's oh, not God. the main event because there's still three more matches to go. We're almost an hour into the show, so let's start moving on with these. But the White Ranger took on John Cena in a winner-takes-all match. White Ranger Tiger Power. Oh, and by winner-take-all, we mean uh, one thing. I like this because as soon as he had new um, he had new gear, I was like, oh no, Seth Rollins is losing tonight. 16-time John Cena, here I we go. I thought you were like, oh, oh no, i got to not watch this because I have to get new let's, mercy let's, started up. <laughs> let's... Uh, Let's 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 preface this a second. Right before this match went on, uh, John Stewart kept talking about how he's a real wrestling fan, and it's like, yeah, he really is. Like the dude knows his history and he respects real wrestling. And when he came out to the ring with the chair at the end of this match, I was like, he's going to hit John. He's going to yeah. hit Cena. He's screwing Cena. And he did the perfect tease where it's like. Like he's like he turned to John and was yelling at him to get up because he was going to hit Rollins and then, LOL, nope, and the audience went erupted into a huge ovation well, for John I, Stewart. Yeah. What I liked with that too is he he actually he he went he ran to John like he was going to hit him for a second and it was like thought better of it and then went after Rollins and then was like no 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 I have to end this. John Cena can't be a 16-time champion. So he actually, like... Finish him. He was going through that mental torment of what do I do. And, and we even got positive commentary. Amazing match, but I can definitely say I didn't see that coming with uh, nothing else negative about it. You didn't see that? It was obvious that that was going to happen <laughs> once he came obviously out. It, obviously it wasn't. Ugh. John screwed John. Ugh. <sighs> Gay. Shin screwed uh, Shin? I'm sure he's done that before. <laughs> yeah, Next was, uh, we have... I actually... Um, oh, yeah, this was this was great follow-up, and kudos to Jon Stewart for taking an AA. So, oh, there's two follow-ups for this, right? Yep. So, yeah. we talk, you want to talk about the other follow-up now? Let, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do so, Let's talk about the golden idol statue of yeah. Seth Rollins. So Seth is going to get this golden idol statue. and But before we can unveil the statue, after we painstakingly put it in the ring, we have to sing happy birthday to Vince so he gets all pissed off. And we go through this the big charade, and Seth comes out to see his new statue. And we've already seen the statue. We know it's a real statue. Because they covered it up so Seth wouldn't see it. And they unveil the statue to be... Ah, fuck you, Antonio. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> you know, some uh, people yeah. were complaining <laughs> that they were like... <laughs> I, <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> the, laugh, the laugh track has not failed us. <laughs> oh, it makes you laugh every time. Laugh with me. <laughs> this was a legitimate. This was a legitimate shock moment for me because I'm like, it's not going to be the statue, but it's it, it's got to be something stupid. I can tell already, and John then it's like, no, it's Sting, and I was like, well, shit, that works. 
you know, I, I wait, guys. I think, I think Sting. I think Sting wants to tell us something of why he was there. Oh yeah, Sting. Why were you there? Wow. Oh, God damn. That's deep. shit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he just went back to the Raptors. So yeah, we're getting Sting versus Rollins at Night of Champions, and I act, and I know that I'm probably going to be in a minority for this right off the bat. And maybe I'll change my mind depending on how they build this. But I would be okay with Sting beating Rollins for the title and getting a quick run as champion. And not because there's a bunch of idiots out there who are like, oh, he'll never truly make it unless he's WWE champion because that's all that matters because people are idiots. But it would be a cool nod to him. And it would actually get Rollins more over to beat Sting for the title because then (laughs) Rollins beats Sting and gets his title back. And then Brock Lesnar challenges Sting and breaks him in half. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm not interested in seeing Brock versus Sting. But. <laughs> um, Sting becomes a cripple. I've seen people complaining online that they expected this to be Kane, and they were disappointed. Now, for me... Oh, my God. What? <laughs> yeah, wow. You're, you're dumb. <laughs> Everybody who said that, you're so dumb. You're incredibly dumb, and if you're listening to this show, uh, turn it off now and go kill yourself. Whoa! Jeez, wow! Violence. how you really feel! <laughs> Chris, I, I'm not allowed to get dark on the show once in a while? Jeez. Oh yeah, I forgot, I'm supposed to be the baby face. I'm not allowed to turn heel. You're the straight man. I'm gonna put, if I put on the sunglasses, you're all screwed, you know that, right? <laughs> sunglasses equals heel. But yeah, I'm looking forward to where this is going. All right, so now we have Team PCB, which sounds like a drug, versus Team Bella versus Team Bad, or or Team Mad, as Pat has put it before. Mild, yes, and, mild and dangerous. All right, yeah, so it's a three-team elimination match. Um, it's pretty obvious that Sasha's not going to do much because of the battle she had the night before. Oh, and we, I didn't give a shout-out to the curtain call. Which it was like, all right, they just broke kayfabe, but this is awesome when they did the four horsewoman. And it's like, well, if they actually got in trouble for that, people would be flipping out at Triple H because he's sexist. You hey, sexist. remember that time that you did it and you got buried for a literal year? Yeah, don't be dumb. Like two years. So it kind of sucks that Team Bad got eliminated so quickly, but Three. since it wasn't going to be. Since it wasn't going to be the Bellas getting eliminated first, I guess that was the best choice. But anyway, well, PCB uh, needed to win, so PCB needed to win, and they did win, and that was good. And the Bellas, I guess they had to not lose first. Pretty much, yeah. I guess. And it's pretty obvious that Nikki's breaking the streak because it's happening in three weeks. The Night of Champions was in four, so yeah. Uh, Which probably won't even have a title match anyway, because this is some great revolution we're having. Yeah. You mean at the show where the gimmick is that all the titles are on the line, which, as Dan has accurately pointed out, should be every pay-per-view? When when she breaks the streak, Nikki's going to be like, oh my god, you did it! You did it! The match wasn't as good as it probably could have been, but it was kind of cluster anyway. So the girls made it work. And, of course, the follow-up is that, well, we kind of just talked about that. But I want to give a shout-out to Alicia Fox and also to the person in our next match, Cesaro, because on Good Old Tough Enough this week, we learned who the winners are, Sarah Lee and Josh, which was the right decision in the end, in my opinion. 
and they she all had. Right. It doesn't matter what happens; she's winning. Yeah, uh, they all had they all had matches, and they all did really well. And somehow, some way, WWE was smart and let Alicia and Cesaro go over both times instead of being like, "Well, this one will go over, and this one won't," to try to sway the votes. I'm actually pretty impressed with that. That's cool. What were really pissing me off though was that Josh came out doing like kind of looking like that Game of Thrones character, and it looked awesome. But then one of the judges, and I'm pretty sure it was Miz, was like, "I thought you looked dumb because I didn't understand what you were doing." And it's like, "Well, I don't even watch Game of Thrones, and I understood it, so go to hell, Miz." Reason, <laughs> another reason why the Miz is awful. Oh, I, I think you no wonder why that. Vince loves him. You, you know, know my favorite thing that happened. Is. Yeah, my favorite thing that happened with the Miz was on Raw when all the girls threatened to beat him up, and I'm like. You know what? If we're going to start doing girls versus guys, please let it be The Miz. And let him put them over every single time. (laughs) And The Miz is like, please let it be The Miz. Yes, of course. But let's talk about Kevin Owens beating Cesaro in a friggin' awesome match. After... But the crowd was asleep for because the show had already gone three hours. Yeah, well they were saving their energy for the next match, which I can't wait to talk about. But do you really want to say anything other than Owens versus Cesaro was awesome and probably did Actually, get as had much to say more than Owens versus Cesaro? Yeah. It was awesome. All right. So who wants to, who would like to talk about the main event? Ah, uh, me. Okay. Can, for, first things first, I want to mention all the memes that came out of Undertaker's <laughs> Chucky laugh, <laughs> which made me laugh so hard. <laughs> The other thing that made me hysterically laugh was Brock flipping him off. <laughs> so now let's go ahead, Pat, take it away because I know you have an opinion of this. Okay, so the finish. Um, oh, well, now let's start with the fact that it was a great fucking match, and then the finish. Yes. It, yes. <laughs> I was fine with most of the match, and and then the finish happened. So the finish. First, we get the undertapper. So so the bell gets rung. <laughs> And uh, everyone's you like, see what how happened? systematically he did it? He's like, two, one, now two. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to get my hand under Brock's butt crack and tap out. He learned from the New Day. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm going to make sure I do this as, as, at the same time as possible. You can't tap out what is I'm already do this dead. at the same time as possible. <laughs> so, so at first I was like, did Undertaker is Undertaker really that much of a heel that he paid off the timekeeper to ring the bell because he knew it was his only way to hit Brock in the nards? And sure enough, he hits Brock in the nards. <laughs> and Brock, see, it's a good storyline in retrospect, but it was what the fuck watching. And like you said, the fact that Brock was like, "Fuck you, I'm not tapping out. I'd rather die." <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in watching it, I was so pissed off at The Undertaker's character, which I think is what I was supposed to be. Um, I was pissed off for a little under 24 hours because the raw Paul Heyman promo sold it for me. And you know exactly why. Because they called out everything the way it was and advanced the storyline the perfect way. Right. Now, now we're and that's the thing. Brock Lesnar didn't lose a step. Like we were saying, he... These guys are kind of above the face and heel line, even though we on this show, I, I think we could all agree, Undertaker's kind of the heel in this whole situation. But um, uh, it's, it's mind—it's literally mind blowing that people think that Brock is the face 
<laughs> but yeah, Brock Lesnar kept that face, face momentum, and when when Paul cut the promo, the crowd was behind Brock Lesnar. I mean, they wanted to see they wanted to see the match again, and I, I guess we're gonna get probably a rematch at Mania, maybe I don't know. Or Survivor I, hope, I hope not. I want him Buried to do something. Match. I want him to do something else at Mania this year. But um. I think it's cool that he made Undertaker tap out. Even the image of that is something that, you know, only Brock Lesnar will ever be able to claim. What are you talking about? CM Punk did it. Oh, yeah. But not for realsies. Erased from history. <laughs> Blackballed. But I think, you know, it, in in retrospect, watching the pay-per-view again, it was a, it was a what-the-hell... No one knew what to think, but in retrospect, it it can lead to a really good storyline. But damn, I was like, I, how are they making me hate one of my favorite wrestlers? How are they making me hate him? He he's either doing that good of a job, or um, or I just think this that um. No, I think that's cowardly. I think that's the point. The point is that he's not supposed to necessarily be the babyface here, right? But he's so he's transcended, you know, he's transcended wrestling in a way. Right. And so it's that's the way it's going to happen. Which is funny. He's transcended. He's bigger than wrestling, but not. But like it. But only not bigger than petty grudges. Uh, he's bigger than wrestling, but only an inch bigger because he doesn't have. <laughs> you, you ask anybody else in the world about the Undertaker, they're like, "Uh, my uncle died." <laughs> now, non-wrestling fans know who the Undertaker character, so he, he's definitely over. I severely doubt that, but whatever. No, he, he is, dude. Well, Jesus. All right, whatever, Dan. <laughs> like, wh- how? Why? Watch that out, he- or he'll kick you in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make that his new finish in 2K16, if I didn't say that already. That's going to happen. make that a finish? <laughs> I'm going to find a way to. Or at least a You're signature. finisher. In a correct finisher, instead of kicking him in the nuts 20 times and RKOing just one kick to the nuts. <laughs> one kick to the nuts, yeah. It's like a kick in the nuts after the kick in the nuts. Nutception. That would be great I if they made Rocky. He is a bastard. <laughs> but I, so before, before we wrap up our full SummerSlam yeah. recap, I have to talk about what happened during the Lesnar promo. RIP Bo Dallas. <laughs> one like equals one prayer. One prayer. Zero likes. As soon as I heard the music hit, I burst out laughing because I knew how screwed he was. And I'm like, this is going to be even better. This is the best thing that could have possibly happened. Instead of it being like a legitimate contender or somebody going after Brock. His, nope. One of his best parts in that was, he's like, you need to think about something more positive. Like you actually beating The Undertaker. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But the best part was when he suplexed him, and then he was about to walk off, and the fans were like, one more time. So he went back and suplexed him again, and then Paul stops him. And he's like, how about an F5 for me, Brock? <laughs> and Brock smiles. <laughs> and Paul is like, <laughs> Yes. So in case you were wondering who the face and who the heel was. But yeah, some people are dumb. So I hope you guys... So I hope you guys enjoyed all that stuff mixed in together. And I hope you enjoyed the troll truth parts interspersed, which were just all ridiculous. 
But of course, we're not done with trolls. Dan's got more. Oh, it's points. Everybody, trolls, the, right? the, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic starts next week in NXT. Oh, I'm going to be. It's announced during TakeOver. All right, here we go. Because when I think about legendary tag teams, I think Dusty Rhodes. Is that supposed to be an insult? Wow. I think it's supposed to be a... Why is it a tag team? Well, people, if you uh, looked at like the first paragraph about Dusty Rhodes, he started in a tag team with Dick Murdoch, the Texas Outlaws, I believe. He yes, Dusty Rhodes was like the heeliest of the heels back in the day. He was a heely. He was a super bad guy, guys, and they were a tag team, and that was Dusty Rhodes. But you know, whatever. Never, never was a tag guy. Ko and Rusev are fat, but this guy is <laughs> athletic. At atlikic. American Scott Steiner. American WWE fans logic. KO and Rusev are fat, but this guy is at at kick American WWE fans logic. Wow. I really don't what? know how to feel about that. Fat. I don't even know what they're trying to say. Like No idea. Hit like if you want Jeff and Matt back to WWE. Nope. Eyeballs on eyeballs. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and Matt <laughs> Morgan. And Matt Morgan. <laughs> I literally never want to see the Hardys in WWE again. I'm over both of them. They they they're happy living their drug addicting lives. So let them let them go do drugs and be happy. But they'll make everybody a motherfucking superstar. I, w- I was fine with Matt Hardy until he like said, "I'm gonna kill myself if people don't look out for me." And because he was doing drugs, yes, <laughs> and pretty much do it. Yeah, he made that YouTube video, and at the end, it said Matt Hardy, and it had, it had the date and as like, the end date. I was just kidding, y'all. I wasn't really gonna kill you guys. Myself. Actually, thought I was seriously. Why do people call the cops? I'm like, uh, because you said you were dying today. Well, whatever. Oh. He was one in the best catcher. He sure was. Is this a Jason Shin comment? He was, he was one in the best catcher. Hey, he was a pretty good catcher. Whoa. I prefer being a catcher. But still, no, I know that because he's told me lots of times. Too many lots times. Too, too many, many times. times. Not even. <laughs> Gross. And okay. our last comment is: May our friend Dusty R.I.P. Your personal friend. May <laughs> our friend. No, he's all our friends. May he? <laughs> Your friend May, right? Young Aunt May. <laughs> it's gonna be May. <laughs> it's gonna be May. All right, guys, it is time for the super burial edition of Points or Buried. 
In fact, I'm not even going to say the other stuff because I literally gave you all a chance to bury people in the group this week. So here's Carol, the son, I was ready to talk, but I guess not. <laughs> oh, trust me. You know what? I'll let you guys all talk because I don't know how, how many of you are going to get to do stuff this week. I ain't ready anymore, son. Just get to the damn game. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but Goldberg's ready. He wants to talk. Oh, I'm He's already ready. in the corner waiting for someone to stand up. Yeah. I'm ready to Nobody spear. puts Goldberg in the corner. I'm ready okay. for something to get Don West in, and then I can spear Don West. <laughs> look, at, <laughs> look at Arnold. He can't do his other two things anymore, so he's just got two freeze ray guns now. Yes, you can be <laughs> he's double deep frozen. <laughs> and Roman's Roman's stirring. But we'll see. So here's the deal. <coughs> There's going to be a Benoit biopic coming out starring Lee Schreiber. Whether or not... Sabertooth? Yeah, whether or not it's going to happen is in... Yeah. Whether or not it's going to happen is still up in the air. I, I feel like it is, but there's so much speculation, blah, 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 whatever. So I said, what if you were to cast a biopic of your own starring a member of this group... Oh, boy. And we got titles and the actor playing the person. Hmm. <laughs> That's already, like, ready for this. This is going to be great. All right. So we didn't get a lot of entries because it was mostly done by the more loyal members talking about other loyal members. <laughs> so now everyone it, hates each other and group doesn't no, anymore. No, the comments, everybody seemed to love each other for it. Also, the three hosts were eligible, and, well, you guys didn't disappoint on that one either. <laughs> Which you have disappointed, like, the last two times we've had a game like this. Whoa. Well, Dan's disappointed that you guys didn't bury him, but somebody did this time. <laughs> somebody did this time. All right, so are you Actually, ready? I would say it was an improvement. Are you ready to hear the <laughs> biopics? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Biopic. First you have... Pissing Out of Windows, the Jason Chin story, <laughs> starring Jack Black. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You got to get snort point. points. Does, <laughs> does Jack Black grab his tenacious D at any point? Uh, it's the Jason Shin biopic. <laughs> that was already he's, he's He's never not. <laughs> So yes, of course this gets points. Of course it does. Joe, Joe Kalaya, you got points. <laughs> Joe Kalaya. Right. The only the only real stipulation I had was you couldn't was obviously you couldn't duplicate somebody, but you also couldn't cast yourself because I didn't think that would be fair. Uh, somebody fortunately caught on to that and edited their entry just in time. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, all right. Now you have so Joe Kalaya gets points for burying Shin. All right. So now you have. Half and half, the Siobhan Ferguson story, <laughs> starring Ice-T. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> so, that was half entertaining. Yes, I'm giving it points. Yes. All right. Denzel Thomas, points. Whoa, whoa, racist. <laughs> can you attach racist points to that? Of course. That, that's half half racist points, please. Retroactive racist points. Retroactive half racist points, so half of zero. <laughs> Which is half half zero. You just divided by zero. That you just screwed yes. us all. Right. The world has been unmade. <laughs> of course. Alright, here you have 
Tasting Carrots with Chopsticks, The Life Story of Joey Image, starring Danny DeVito. <laughs> These are great so far, because I know who it is halfway before he even gets to who it is. It's awesome. Yes, of course, points. Thank you. Danny DeVito. <laughs> that was you, Mr. Homeless. <laughs> you just got wow. them points. Okay. Now you have Front Bump, the Charles Hardman story, starring John C. Riley. <laughs> I don't know why John C. Riley, but it gets points. He do anything, <laughs> and that was from Matt Hardman <laughs> burying his brother. Oh, the one who said he was he was going to die if no one called the cops, and then they called the cops on him. <laughs> All right, my so-called walk, the Mike Simsack story, starring Gary Sinise. <laughs> my so-called. It's supposed to be like my so-called life. Well, it's it, it's not called. It's call my so-called walk. So <laughs> I'm ready. I'm reffin' ready. Yes, please. Yeah, some effing spear this ass. Yeah. Oh, look, he front bumped. Me. Yeah, and that was <laughs> that was Charles Hardman's entry. So he did front bump. <laughs> All right, <sure>. CJ Bin Spear <laughs> again. <laughs> he just got Jerry Lollard. Ew. I don't yeah. want to know what that means. No, nobody does. <laughs> All right. And this is the show where we have Roman Reigns ooh-eyeing people. Yes. All right. On the street again. <laughs> just another day in the life of LSG Homeless, starring Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> well, he does look rather homeless. <laughs> LS, do you approve of this? I approve. Okay, good. <laughs> good, it gets points. Good, because I thought it was funny anyway. That was Glenn Kukin. It's just my homeless stamp. Alright. <laughs> Which is actually just your dirty hand. It's like a tramp stamp, but better. <laughs> Alright. Chair Shots and Collard Greens, the epic tale of Denzel Thomas, starring Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> Chair Shots and Collard Greens. Why? <laughs> I, I, I know why. Collard greens. <laughs> um, actually, aren't they colored greens? Oh, <laughs> damn. God. Oh, wait. Team PCB is going to have to beat the cock next week on Raw. I mean, clock for contendership. Sorry. Of course. So, they, they're, so doing, they're doing beat the clock for number one contendership next week on Raw. So they can face Nikki after she's already... Yeah. yeah, of course. But yeah, alright, so chair shots and collard greens. I don't understand why the chair shots, though. He's not a wrestler. Hmm. Half points? And you understand the collard greens because racism? No, I understand the collard greens because he, he posts pictures of his food, and I've seen collard greens on his food before. See? Not racist. Think outside the box. <laughs> um... Oh, let me uh, let me bury this. Oh, sorry. I've never even heard of Howard Greens until Space Jam. Hey, sorry, Chris. Right. The best part is Denzel himself loved this idea for a movie. You can have Denz. Denz loves this points, which are actually negative. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> well, I said you could <laughs> change approved. No, you no, I've power. learned my lesson with you. 
<laughs> I, I have learned. I only have power when Melissa's on the show. No, you don't have power anymore. You abused your power. Oh, I was after I we told him he could. I was put in like twenty fives <laughs> and negatives and bands and Christ. That was a test, Melissa, and you failed. Melissa liked it. <laughs> Melissa's also uh, not a power abuser. <laughs> you were you were like screaming negative five hundred points in the middle of an entry. So no, <laughs> I don't got the power. No, by the power of Grayskull, you don't have the power. No, go sit in your wilting cardboard box from Hurricane Rains. I want to see you. Cannot... I want to see you and Wiggly give points. That way, you give like negative five hundred, and then he can name a dead wrestler on top of it. Yeah, I still don't get that, but it was funny. I think that was the point. Negative dead wrestler points. Jesus. Negative dead wrestler clue points. <laughs> Lord. All right. <laughs> Man, we're getting all kinds of sound effects out of him this week. I'm loving this. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I've been playing a sound effects record. All right. <laughs> this is this is A Girl in a Boys Club, the Melissa Hatfield story, starring Chloe Grace Moritz. That's pretty true. Um, I got to approve of the actress choice. Yes, I do. Yes. I mean, I, uh, not yet, because she's not 18 still, right? <laughs> right, guys? Am I right? And Melissa well, Lopez, I am. Who, who, can, who can Google how old Chloe Moretz is first? Uh, God. I've right. already hit enter. <laughs> <laughs> this was my... Oh, this no, was, she's 18. <laughs> this, was my no, this was my Noel Foley um, quiz with Chris last show. I'm like, is she 21? Yes. That was Wait, hilarious. That math does not make sense. Did, did oh, I'm not interested in her anymore. <laughs> you mean Wikipedia got something wrong? Never. Oh, you mean oh. like when before I was gonna watch uh, Breakfast Club, and I went, "How long is Breakfast Club? Two hours ten minutes? That can't be right." It was an hour and thirty six minutes. Because like, that was the first. You guys thing confused I an hour thirty six for a hundred and thirty six. Did you ever hear that um that Jerry Lawler song? She's eighteen. She's beautiful, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like she's eighteen. She is eighteen. Seventeen and under. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Mickey Lawler. Every every time Ellis is on the show, Mickey Lawler shows up, and I don't know why. I like them when they're just budding. Ha! Huh? The big right. things, ha! Huh? Explicit tag. Jesus. I'm going to sell more no, copies Jerry. with that parental advisory logo. <laughs> like this is 1990. Don't let me touch your kids! Ha! Huh? But you only, only shop at Walmart, so you get the non-parental advisory for it anyway. <laughs> So, points. Yes, points. All right, points to Jeff Trelowitz. All right, there we go. Next up is Chris O'Mealy, the announcer, starring Howard Finkel as Chris. <laughs> what? Howard Finkel? Uh, I, I am disappointed. I appreciate the reference, but you understand that the whole joke was Joey Styles, right? Or maybe you don't, because I don't know if you actually like know anything about my announcer history so i can't get too mad about that but uh i appreciate the sentiment but i'm gonna let them decide if it gets points or not hmm i don't know because points. i i it's like i half get it and i half, half don't points. so accurate points because not only have you been an <laughs> announcer but 
he was also an announcer, so I understand. <laughs> that would be a really shitty movie because Howard Finkel can't act if you've ever seen him yes, do anything I know. other than announce. Remember when he was like, well, you have the puppies and I have my wiener. <laughs> Which wiener. I just saw the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. If, if I'm a better actor than you, that's a problem. Let's Because I'm pretty bad. Oh, puppies! Let's give them correlation points, which are worthless. All right, so then no points at all? No points at all. <laughs> we have all these different point value, point categories. <laughs> zero. We need a list. <laughs> we need a list. All right, well, Joe Mad Dog Needle, I do appreciate the sentiment. Um, so I won't bury you, and I won't give you anything negative. We're not going to do any bans. Oh, but but I still appreciate Shut up. <laughs> I still appreciate Oh, that. but I'm going to give you this number zero. Ah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yay. It's, is a uh, free <laughs> Motor City Machine Guns dog tag. <laughs> a, motor machi- a Motor City Machine Gun dog tag in a brown paper bag special with a big number zero. Ah. And we also select random things. They'll all be Motor City Machine Guns. Random things <laughs> I slim all right, screw you all. I'm giving him 50 points now because that's not fair. <laughs> I'm giving him at least abs. Random things I swim in, including Roman's ooh at one point. Oh. God. All right, Don, sh- Don, shut the hell up. All right. Another Motor City machine. Wouldn't he be stuck to the ground right. after swimming in ooh uh, I wouldn't know. I'd never swim in it. <laughs> all right, so. And also, funny enough, you're not supposed to eat within a half hour after swimming in ooh Jesus <laughs> Christ. How much more? All right. <laughs> So, I'm giving you 50 points. It was also about me. I'm flattered. Thank you. Maybe, I don't know if you were giving narcissism points. Exactly. (laughs) To make yourself feel better. You tagged me in a post. Points. (laughs) Hold on a second. I thought we did have an entry about Patrick, but I guess that person deleted it. Uh Uh-oh. Huh. (laughs) I could have sworn. All right. If you guys want to talk about Arrow for a minute, while I while I go back to the archive here and check, because I'm Chris, I, th- I you think know it what's was funny. After the fact. I know I was tagged in it because I had I I got a notification. Chris, it was it was after the fact. It was after was the it? cutoff. No, I, I made I, the uh, the Ku Klux Klukin oh, yeah. <laughs> reference because both Glenn and Jeff Trellowitz were like, "I'm so glad we didn't get named at all this week." So I was like, "All right, well next week you're." That game will just be burying you oh guys. Oh my god, but really? You're glad you didn't get... Yeah, because the last time you got mentioned, it was fucking hell. Yeah, Jeff did kind of get mad at us. But that's and not... then he followed that up with a bring it on. I'm like, no, that's not what you want. <laughs> and then Glenn's just like, yeah, all right. I will be watching and waiting for your spelling errors. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I see, I see the, the Jesse Levino joke now, but somebody did have a Pat-related yeah. entry, Yeah. and I don't see it anymore. So whoever that person was deleted it, and I am disappointed because you guys had a perfect chance to bury Pat, and you blew it. Hey, you know what? Um, I'm going to call that person out because, like I said, I was tagged, so I know who it is. So, uh, Siobhan, what happened, bro? I would have given oh. points. <laughs> oh, that was Chef? Okay. Because it was well, funny. Chef, Chef has another entry, and you might like his other one better. Okay. But we'll get to that in a minute. No, he won't, because it's not about him. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, nar- narcissism, right. Yeah, geez, and I'm the narcissist. All right, I have to do a special voice for this one. <clears throat> the Real Hard Man, The Life and Times of Matt Hardman, starring Jeff Hardy with his eyeballs on his eyeballs. 
<laughs> why, why Jeff Hardy? Because hard he's Hardy. hard man and he's Hardy. So so now that I knew the other entry that you had, not because it was based off me, because but because it actually made me laugh. This gets no points. As a matter of fact, this oh, isn't Chev's entry. This is not Chev's entry. No, who's this? Was, I'm not telling you that. You haven't awarded it yet. Oh, well, as a matter of fact, it's going to get no points. <laughs> Oh, well, all right. Um, so, no points. How much is that worth? Oh, that's yeah, really? zero. <laughs> oh, oh eyeballs points. Did you mishear me? Did I say snow points? Because that's what Al <laughs> Snow gives you, zero points. Oh, no, God. No, I, thought, I mean, we, we have so many t- kinds of points. I, I don't, wonder I don't want well, to hear how much s- snow points is worth. You have Ua as an option. I don't want to hear snow. <laughs> uh, Ua oh, shit, informer. This was, this was mad awesome. Hell, son, I'm going to fold your damn entry up. And that's the bottom line. No, that's that's not the, that's the bottom line the microphone. Oh, sorry, that's the laundry line. Because Stone Fold <laughs> said so. <laughs> All right, so Matt Awesome. That's... All right. Well, here's your, next, here's your next biopic. And I believe this kicks off the Biggie countdown. Yes, it does. And this one's called Fuck Facebook, I'm Awesome. The story of Matthew McFarlane, played by Hugh Jackman. Why, Hugh Jackman? <laughs> um, yes, I will, is, is awesome spelled correctly? Of course it is. Okay, then yes, it gets points. <laughs> and by correctly, we mean incorrectly. Correctly. Yes. <laughs> so Taylor Chadwick, you get points for Matt Awesome, but Matt Awesome doesn't get points. All right, that makes sense. <clears throat> All right. Watermelon, Chicken, and White Women, The Chris Topher Story, starring Alfonso Rivero. <laughs> wow. <coughs> because those are the only things that he eats, obviously. <laughs> yes, points. He eats, he, he eats watermelon, chicken, and white women. <coughs> yes. Points, yes, he does. Points to Mr. Adrian Cotton. All right, here we go. <sighs> I don't even want to read this one, but I'm doing it anyway. Oven Dings by Gaslight, a Renaissance biopic starring starring Ricky Lake and narrated by the WWE shareholders. <laughs> oh, the best. Was there any comment on that? No. No, there was not. That's fantastic. She was not tagged. <laughs> that gets points and um, stockholder reversal points, and then points readjusted. So full points. Right. <laughs> that was Siobhan's entry. <laughs> that was really freaking good. Okay, Siobhan, <laughs> that was funnier. <laughs> Damn narcissist. All right. Change approved. The life of Dan Peck, starring Jonah Hill. <laughs> And basically all Jonah Hill would have to do is get fat again and he would be perfect. <laughs> He's already uh, there. Uh points. I think Dan gets to say whether it has points. It is his entry. I think entry the casting is, is perfect. It's too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Dan Dahl points. Oh, that's why. Oh, yeah, Shin didn't enter. He was going to make a joke about Dan Dahl and relate it to the Ken Dahl from Toy Story 3, but he didn't think anybody would get it. And then he just didn't enter. 
I was like, didn't Shen have an entry? No, he discussed one with me. Like, like, <laughs> As seven, time ticked away. Like, nine or ten hours before the deadline, and then just didn't do it. So, all right. Well, he pissed his entry right out the window. He sure did. So that takes us to your final entry. Hashtag, oh, yeah. The rise of the hashtag king of Club Kayfabe, Jan Batista, starring Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's going to get points, but it's getting something positive as well. All right, I'm giving the points, and now I'm ducking. It's getting a hashtag, ooh, ah, ah, Oh, my eye. Ah. Oh, oh, and he finished it off with a Superman punch to his own dick. So, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Is he coming? Are you, are you is he laughing to the Benoit theme? Yeah. <laughs> laughing the Chris Benoit theme. Or, or are you, no are you the uh, backup vocals for Tusk? <laughs> you will be oh, a walrus, but you will be nothing at all. Jesus Christ, I think we killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Someone give him some oxygen. That. Hands <laughs> up. All right. Wow. You are laughing more than. Yeah, you got like a rush of blood to the head now. Because that was that was Mario. That was Don Mario dying because he got blood. Wow. Got or excuse me. But he got a hundred coins. So he gets an extra life. Oh my god. Oh my god. You're please, please, dead. please live. If All you right. got Uod, if you saw that big white head torn, do you think it was just one of those boo ghosts? Hurricane, Hurricane Roman, <laughs> boo Um, no, because boo ghosts don't move when you look at them. <laughs> oh, right. They're shy. The performance yeah. shy. They close their eyes because you're not going to see them. Boo on till Halloween. Now I know I know the ones that the group liked the best. Oh. You guys have to choose which ones you liked the best. No matter. Renaissance <laughs> gaslight stockholders wins. Yeah. <laughs> of course it does. It's not even <laughs> that's not even a contest. Is that uh, what the group liked? No. The group were big fans of pissing out of windows and half. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one was going to win. That one was fantastic. Which one? Pissing out of windows. The first one, yeah. That was really yeah. good. Joe Kalia jumped right on that one, too. But no. Pissing out your windows, snatching your people up. But but we all know Chef, Chef was going to win because he made a joke that appeals to Patrick. Hey. That's still a funny <laughs> joke. So he's trying to ooh back more to Patrick than a Patrick joke. Yep. 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 Know your audience. You know which is funny because I'm saying this to the audience. <laughs> well, this is a long-ass episode, but I think we covered a lot. Yeah, thank you for the laugh track, and thank you for not dying live on the air. I don't not know this time. Might. Well, Deadens died live on the air, remember that? Oh my god, I do remember that. And then we couldn't hear him half the show. Yeah, then he turned into a ghost and only I could hear him. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, the heavy breathing is heavy. That was terrible. And I was complaining about it, and you guys were like, what the hell's going on right now? Because we didn't hear it. <laughs> Fortunately, it translated through on the recording, so everybody got to suffer. Turned to a ghost. It was kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> it turned well, to a if ghost. it was dark, we wouldn't be able to see him anyway, so... Uh, and that's the end of the show. Well, when you say turn to a ghost, I thought it was weird that he brought in that white hood to put on, too. Pointy. <laughs> All right. Well, Ellis, thanks for joining us. Come back anytime. The laugh track is very much appreciated. <laughs> oh, anytime. I'm, I'm happy to oblige. Of course you are. <laughs> You're just happy to be in a studio. I am. I'm dry right now. Kind of like Renee. <laughs> wow. That was so good. Oh. I'm glad you're dry so quick after you just got ooh in the eye. Uh, I don't want to go back out. <laughs> It's a don't, Roman Reigns make... ooh not a dry eye in the house. Oh. Everybody's going to have to get an eye patch. So I guess, I, guess we're, I guess we're closing the show, guys. I don't know why you're still here. Go. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs>